We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app welcome to overnight america with ryan recker sponsored by michael's flooring the flooring experts michael's flooring outlet.com on the voice of st louis kmox Last hour of the show tonight, at least the live portion of it, because at the 10 o'clock hour, we'll be debuting a very special Jim White program. It was his last show from April 8th, 1999, going back into the archives, which actually were not in the KMOX archives. A big thanks to Bob Heil, who is someone that was a frequent contributor to Jim White's show, the High Tech Heil segment. So we're going to listen back as a rebroadcast to the night Jim White signed off to KMOX in an hour from now. All right, let's take a couple of more of your calls at 314-436-7900. And Rick, welcome to Overnight America. Hi, how are you tonight? Good. Go ahead, Rick. Well, my question is this. I mean, as far as gun control goes, you're never going to be able to do that because, as you said earlier, criminals are always going to get guns. And... The pros and cons of guns, well, we can argue those all day long. You can actually look at our last president. He did a real good job of saying, look, take your guns and show them to us. And we all know what happened there. But the fact matter is the gun control needs to be nothing. I mean, other than most people don't need an AK-47. But the fact of the matter remains is that since they are all out there, everybody should have the right to protect themselves. That's what it's all about. That's how come America is America and not England. So my question is this. Why don't we do stricter uh, penalties? I mean, we get slap on the, slaps on the wrist for the silliest things. And, you know, I, I, I know William Shakespeare once said, kill all the lawyers. But the fact of the matter is, because of all the lawyers, the law is slipping through our fingers, and they're blaming it all on guns, when a lot of it is just the people. It's the people themselves. But you know what? We don't, yeah. we don't take them down. We don't do anything about it. We need to have like a mad dog law or something. You know, in the 1800s, 
You stole a horse. You got hung for it. And they made a party out of it. The entire town showed up, including the kids, to play with the tin cans and all, and the women to, to gossip and the men to just enjoy that this man's going to die right in front of them. But you know what it did do? It made it where people didn't steal horses. Hmm. Okay. Well, thanks, Rick. That's an interesting take. I think that when you have, it's a weird uh, way to end the call, but I will say that even in countries where penalties are, hey, we'll chop your hand off if you steal, people still steal, they, even though they know the consequences. So, yeah, uh, public shaming, I don't know if that does anything, J- just to pile on to the end of that call. But the, the point that I think is the greater point is that when the penalties are slaps on the wrist or the penalties are we're going to, you know, just let you go back out, and it's really society's fault that you did this or we're not going to prosecute you or it's drugs fault or we're going to do this or that. When it comes to gun crimes, there should be really no tolerance. There shouldn't be an opportunity for a person to commit another crime with a gun. It should be as simple as that. Uh, let's go to Pete. Welcome to Overnight America. Okay. I wanted to share a little knowledge about NFA weapons, i.e. machine guns, sharp belt rifles, sharp belt shotguns, what's known as any other weapons, and suppressors, often called silencers. Oh, perfect. Uh, This is good. I hold an 01 license from the federal government, which allows me to deal in uh, normal firearms, rifles, shotguns, pistols. I also hold an 07 license, which is a manufacturer's license, which allows me to deal in machine guns, short belt rifles, and all that, NFA stuff. I also pay the government what's called a special occupational tax. So I'm a special occupational taxpayer, which allows me which allows me to do the manufacture. So if you want to own a machine gun, if you can own a regular rifle or pistol, you can own a machine gun. You have to uh, acquire that on what's called a Form 4, which the owner of the machine gun that you want to buy has to file with the uh, NFA branch and you pay a $200 tax. Actually, the tax is due from the seller of the machine gun, but in most cases it's negotiated or the buyer pays it. So it's not that hard to own a machine gun, but Hmm. you have to go through the uh, process of the transfer of that machine gun from the seller to the buyer, and you have to pay the $200 tax. There's a tax on the transfer, which goes back to the 1934 uh, NFA uh, the start of the NFA. But the, the the thing about it is those guns are horribly expensive. The cheapest thing you could buy would probably be like a Mac 10 or a Mac 11. They're probably like $6,000. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, AR 15 that's capable of fully automatic fire, i.e. AR 15, M 16, north of $20,000. Uh, I've got a German strong. So let me just double check this. I've heard, just real quick, I wanted to just uh, clarify something. Do you have to own a special license? I know you, you said that you have you could uh, you have to be able to purchase it in a certain way and pay the two hundred dollars. But what about uh, once you purchase it? Do you have to hold that? What was it? The 08 license you called it? No, 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 no. It's common misconception. If you want to buy a machine gun, you do the transfer, which I just talked about. The transfer can take anywhere yeah. from like uh, five months to a year. Okay. 
mm-hmm. through the NFA branch. But once you own that gun, there is no special license required, except in some states, they require you to have a license with the state. In Missouri, you don't okay. have to. Okay. You can own a machine so gun if you that want. is a misconception, because I've heard different. The, the things I've heard and read is different from what you're saying. It's repeated over and over and over again, and it's simply not correct. Hmm. So what was the other thing you were going to mention? Say again, please. Um, was there something else you were going to mention? Oh, uh, if I did, I lost it. Uh, I just anyway, railed. I'm like sorry. A, I derailed that thought. You yourself could own a machine gun as long as you're not a felon, and you could own a regular rifle or pistol. But the, the guns are horribly expensive, and the, the process of going through the NFA branch is um, not all that cumbersome, but it's very time. It takes a long time. Yeah. What about uh, silencers? You said you know about those two? Same thing. A silencer, believe it or not, is considered an NFA weapon. It transfers just like a machine gun. Same deal. $200 tax. Um, and used silencers, I don't go on about it, but used silencers are not really very, uh, they're not very valuable because mm. by the time you use it, it is a used piece, and it still would require a two hundred dollar transfer if you want to transfer a used one. Even yeah. new ones are quite expensive. You know, I've transferred huh. some for people okay. that are eight, nine hundred dollars, eleven hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars. They're way up there. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, learned a couple of new things there. Hey, thanks, Pete. Yeah, I don't remember where I heard the contrary, so I'm glad Pete called to clarify that. Gives me something else to look up. Uh, 314-436-7900. If you want to call in, it's Overnight America KMOX. All the news and all that matters to you. The voice of St. Louis KMOX. Welcome back. Yeah, the Jim White Night. It's the April 8th, 1999 show. Jim White's very last broadcast on KMOX. And today just happens to be April 8th. What a coincidence. It's amazing how that just lines itself up, doesn't it? So we're going to replay his last KMOX show tonight, and it's going to start next hour. I think you're really going to enjoy it. All right, let's go to Greg, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan, I just wanted to uh, make a comment and get your thoughts and opinion on it. If I remember right, I thought it was maybe the Columbine shooting. There was some live video, some audio and I think they referred something to the saying of it, something like the video game. 25 years ago, you know, my 30s, my nephew had a game, first came out called Grand Theft Auto. He was about six or seven years old. And, you know, you go around, you pull people out of cars, you hijack cars, you upgrade guns, you shoot people. Well, all the all the gun talk I've heard, and no one's ever talked about, hey, what about these kids growing up from five, six years old playing these video games where they're killing people just, you know, at random, nonstop, upgrading guns? I wonder if that ever plays into the part of the mentality of the kids where they get a gun, they go out, they start killing people and don't think twice about it because they're living out that video game they played at a child as a child. A lot of people, their mental capacity might not be able to decipher that. To when they get in that mood or that moment, they might not understand it's right from wrong till after the fact. And it's just interesting how violent those games are. I did not let my kids play them. I uh, commented to my brother-in-law about, hey, you know, you don't you worry about your kid going out, taking a gun, shooting somebody because they just don't think it's a 
a crime because they're doing it every day after school playing a video game. So just a thought I never hear anybody talk about. Get your comment on it. Okay, thanks, Greg. I I don't subscribe to the idea that video games are the contributor to these sort of actions. I think they have tried many times to study this. They always try to find certain correlations or connections. They try to see, okay, if you play a violent video game, does it increase your anger levels, your ability to get snippy or violent or you know does it get you more worked up or all of these things or does it actually help it as an escape does it help you get it out those emotions out and then when you're in the real world it uh you know it's out of your system and you don't have to worry about it and actually helps you relax and the thing is whenever they do these studies nothing's conclusive they don't really determine one way or the other sometimes you hear them say that it's no correlation. And in fact, it's something that's the opposite. And sometimes they say, well, there could be a correlation. They just don't know. So scientifically speaking, I don't think there's an answer to it. But for me, you shouldn't let your kids play these things at that age. They're definitely not age appropriate. I look at video games as an art form. I think a lot of times when you put that much artistic creation into a game and direction and storytelling and all of these things that go into it, It's just like a movie. It's just like a song. It's just like other things that people do that are artistic, a novel, things like that. And I think all of, you know, I I think people watching a movie can contribute to them going out and getting that mindset of hurting someone else or listening to music that gives these type of uh, violent messages or derogatory messages or any of these things. I think that can contribute to it. But to say that, you know, it's the video games that put you a controller in your hand are the things that are training people to do this. I just don't think so. I don't think that's the case. I think of anything else. Um, I, I think it's the wrong way to approach this to say that if we were to just get rid of violent video games, and they tried this in Illinois not that long ago. There's a representative that tried to make it so you couldn't purchase that video game, Grand Theft Auto, in Illinois. But think about this, too. I think that game has sold how many millions of copies? Tens of millions. It's one of the top-selling games of all time. And same thing with, like, Call of Duty. That's a very popular one where you're playing in wartime settings. Very popular. Tens of millions of these copies have been sold, things like that. Uh, I, I think that in video game form, these things do exist, but they don't, they don't use it as a way to train anyone to do anything outside of it. I would, you know even argue that a lot of times when you're talking about the kids that are playing these games, they don't own guns or even have access to guns. So it's not like they're thinking about, I'm using this as my opportunity because I need to understand it. Uh, If anything, it would be like saying back in 9-11, remember when some of the different terrorists that hijacked the airplanes were using the Microsoft flight simulators in order to learn a little bit about how to do this. They were taking these classes. Some of them would take classes And they didn't really concern themselves with learning how to land the plane. They just wanted to learn how to get it up in the air and move the plane. And they would also train by using the Microsoft simulator. But I don't think you would say the Microsoft flight simulator is a contributor to 9-11. So I look at that the same way when it comes to these other video games. Now, let me just put another asterisk on this. I don't endorse violent video games like that. I wouldn't go out there and say... You know, to, to prove you're a free-loving, uh, free uh, freedom-loving American, go out and buy this violent video game. No, of course, I wouldn't endorse that. I'm just saying that I don't think that you should limit the things and try to correlate it directly with it. 
But I'm sure there's a lot of other universities and things that would love to be the ones to pin it on that. And they would probably get that published and they would uh, write a book on it and go on Oprah and probably get a Medal of Honor from Joe Biden after all of thing is said and done. 314-436-7900. All right. So we've done a little bit of the gun talk, which is good. I mean, we do this every once in a while, and I'm sure this debate will come up again in the future once we see the Department of Justice come out with their draft or whatnot. I've got a couple of minutes here. Let me bring this up real quick because I thought this was an interesting story, and it kind of plays into the problems that we have on the streets. And KMOV did a story about the prisons in St. Charles. And part of the problems that you find are there people that are recycling back into it. They're re repeating and they're going back in and they're not bettering themselves. So in St. Charles, they said, what can we do to try to better the situation of the people that are in there? And education is a big part of it. Now, I have an argument at the end of this that may sound a little bit out there, but I'm, you're going to have to bear with me for a minute because I don't think it's that far out there. So let me first play this story. This is over from KMOV. And this headline from Carolyn Hecker is education programming open store for inmates at St. Charles County Jail. That's a common thread between these students, all dropping out of high school. Now, they're looking to change that. So when they're at the prison, they're pointing out, this is a big thing. A lot of times you see the ones that are there are high school dropouts. They don't have a high school diploma. Why is that? Do you think that might be a common thread? Lack of education or opportunities or maybe the situations they are coming from. Now, keep in mind, too, the cross-reference that they use in this story all different types of races. It's not just that one or the other. So it's saying that, oh, you you live in this part of town and thus you're so disadvantaged that you are going to live a life of crime. They're not saying any of these sort of things. People come from all kinds of different backgrounds. But one of the things that you do see is lack of education or not getting a high school diploma. So let's continue. One of the reasons is because nobody in my family got around to graduate. So I always wanted to do that to make my mom proud. When I was out there, it was a, it was a whole bunch of distractions out there, and I kind of got off, kind of got off loose. And but when I came here, it just it, it came, and I just took it. I took I took full advantage, and I'm taking full advantage right now. So this program they're taking advantage of is an education program that's part of the St. Charles County Corrections, and what they're doing is helping the inmates there get their high school uh, equivalence, equivalency test completed so they can get a high school diploma. They're trying to help them learn in prison. Now, this isn't unique. A lot of prisons do things like this, but it's good to point out that what they're doing is really investing in it in a way to show that if you keep getting yourself back into this cycle, a lot of it could get you out of it if you had a better education and give you opportunities by the time you get out. So be wise, take your, take your time here in prison, use it effectively like this, learn something, and by the time you get out, maybe you won't be back here ever again. The 10-week virtual course was supposed to happen in 2020, but COVID-19 forced a delay. The $10,000 investment this year is designed to offer inmates an avenue to success when they leave. In the long run, once they're released, they're, they become more employable. And, you know, an employable individual is less likely to return back to jail than someone that's not working. The national recidivism rate is about 68%. Wow. In St. Charles County, it's 54%. An inmate named Devin says those return trips prompted him to enroll in the program. The constant cycle of me coming back and forth to these places, you know, I want to have to bring my son through the same thing I had to go through. Wow. That's powerful. 
So this is their thing. It's worth the investment to try to get the inmates educated, a high school diploma. So when they get out, they have some skills or whatever skill they might learn. This is a huge investment inside the prisons, which has been very effective to change people's lives. This is a good thing. I'm going to make an argument after the break. You might think it's a stretch, but I think it plays into the problem that we've gotten into with COVID and crime. Okay, so we'll be right after the break. I'll explain that on Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Get the inside story on what's happening with your St. Louis Cardinals this season directly from the Redbirds manager. It's the Mike Schilt Show, Sunday mornings at 10.15, sponsored by Bath Fitter, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. All right, welcome back. In about a half hour, we're going to broadcast that Jim White special tonight. It's different from the radio documentary I produced last year. Different than that. But it is cool. It's his last show on KMOX from April 8th, 1999. Hey, today's April 8th. What a coincidence. So I wanted to just make this point, and you may think I am out of my tree for saying it, but think about what we've gone through over the last year of COVID. Think about the disruptions in the education and the discouragements because, you know, high school students, they're not paying attention remotely. It's very difficult for them to have the same learning experience. A lot of times the high school kids don't even show up for these virtual learnings. We saw a lot of them just opt out because they say, I'm not doing this. You know, it's almost like skipping school, but when there's not a school for them to go to, it's a lot more difficult to get them to be on board and gives them a lot more opportunity to just forget about it altogether. How many students may have put themselves in a situation where they now don't have the grades or the ability to graduate high school and may have put them on a different path in life? And you look at these stories like the one that's out of St. Charles County and talking about the different programs they're doing in hopes to get those in prison up when it comes to their education, get their high school diploma and get them on the right path so they can get a job. They are employable in the future. They can get these opportunities so they don't go back to prison. How many people are put onto the path of missing out on that high school diploma because of the past year and the way we've handled the pandemic and the way we've handled schools? 
in the way that we've really did a disservice to a lot of our high school students. And if you're a senior, you really missed out on what would have been what you look at it and say, my senior year of high school is going to be the best year of my life. And I'm going to go to college and this will be great. I'll see all my friends and I'll play all my sports and I'll go all to the activities and, oh, this will be great. We'll do the dances. We'll do this and that. And all of those things closed down and all the places you would have enjoyed going with your friends, not, not off, uh, not there on the table anymore, not even offered. Pretty terrible. I'm just going to argue this and it may sound like I'm way off base, but I would argue that what we did to high school students in particular and what we did to them holding them out of schools the past year may have put a lot more people on the path of missing out on that high school diploma, may have had them miss out on a lot of other opportunities, and who knows what path you may have pushed them into inadvertently. I'm just going to throw that out there. Gives you something to think about, I guess. All right, 314-436-7900. Luckily, there are people that try to put these kids back on the right path, and anyone that may be in prison, of course, not a kid. I mean, they're an adult at that point, but try to get them back on the right path is always a good thing. That's always the best societal thing to do, too, and it's a very important thing. All right, let's go to John. Welcome to Overnight America. What's going on? Are you talking to me? Yes. This is John. Uh, Hi, John. Godfrey. And I just, you're playing Jim White tonight, right? Right. Okay. Did you know that him and his wife and his boat, the paddy wagon, went down the Mississippi, the Outer Banks, come back up through New York, into the lakes, down the Erie Canal, and come back down the Mississippi River, made that trip? Did you know that? I've heard about that. I think Bob Heil told me they had to hire some guy to help them navigate all of that. I didn't hear that from Pat White, but I heard that secondhand from someone else. How do you know that story? Gasoline and his, his wife, Patty Wagon, and he re, re, would report back every once in a while to KMOX. Oh, he would? He, like, he, he would call yeah, in where so he was I think it was Jack Carney's show, or, or uh, I don't know where uh, John Carney, Jack yeah. Carney's show, because... Uh, bless his face, it's already passed away. But it was an interesting, yeah. interesting voyage. And you ought to dig into that and see if you can pull anything out of it, see if I else got some information. Because I remember that distinctly. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, the memories of Jim White, there's so many of them out there. During the special at the very start of the broadcast, it was John Carney who was hosting that special live broadcast at the summit and then eventually charlie brennan showed up and he was hosting uh, the part of the show and then joining in also was bob costas which i think you'll like to hear some of the stories there they had some people call in some very special guests you'll hear mike shannon pretty close into the start there and towards the end you actually hear from pat white which is his wife jim was a very special broadcaster and I produced that radio documentary on him not that long ago. It was just last year. If you wanted to go back and listen to some of the stories, including his travels after retirement, I mean, he he lived a great life. He lived a long life. He lived the life and was really able to enjoy himself for the time after he retired. And he did what he wanted to do. He had the boat and everything else. His wife, Pat's back here in St. Louis, by the way. And I don't know if she listens to the show. I, I don't think she does, but I only had the chance to meet her that one time when we were recording for the special. I, it was over the phone, I should say. I didn't actually meet her in person, but I hope one day to be able to go and uh, meet her in person. I really do. All right, 
you know, Kevin Klein's got a whole nother story. We're going to have to try to play before the end of the hour. And this is the last show of the week. And we normally play Rebecca Black on the last show of the week. And we already played it. So I hope you enjoyed that. I get comments if we don't play Rebecca Black. Honestly, people love hearing this sort of thing. Um, there's a lot of other things I want to get to. And I just didn't have a chance to do it. There's been some spikes in COVID. And Dr. Fauci has been out there. And he's trying to calm down the fears a little bit. And this is interesting. I think it's a good move for Dr. Fauci to try to at least make it so we're not going into pure panic mode again. I think it's a good thing during the Trump administration when they were trying to calm the fears as opposed to having everyone run around with their hair on fire. And Donald Trump, even to his credit, when he would do a press conference every day at the start of this thing for hours on end answering questions, which I think Donald Trump met, uh, let's see, I would say any given day that Donald Trump met with the press, he spent more time with them in one day than Joe Biden has his entire time in office to uh, so far to date. So let's just point that out. But he said, what are we doing here if we're not going to be looking at some optimism that we're going to get through this? That's a big part of this, to, to show that we will get through this as a country. And I think that that's not a bad mindset to have. Here's Dr. Fauci, by the way, talking about some of the latest surge in some of these different states. The last count yesterday was 63,000 cases in a single day. When you're at that level, there is the risk of getting a surge back up. So the way we're looking at it now, it's almost a race between getting people vaccinating and this surge that seems to want to increase and do what's going on, for example, in Europe, where they're having some surges now that are really quite alarming. He keeps saying the word surge as if he was sponsored by that soft drink from the 90s that it was if you thought Mountain Dew wasn't sugary enough, they, I got a drink for you. It's called surge. Do they still sell that? I know they tried to bring it back, but I haven't uh, looked for one in the stores because I'm an adult now and I'm not a teenager. But I think some people did enjoy that. Oh, Kim's calling in. Kim, welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Ryan. You know, my favorite story about Jim White was one Thanksgiving, some lady called in the show and told him that she didn't know how to bake a turkey. So he told her to put popcorn in the area where you pull out, like, the gizzards in that. Uh-huh. And, and he told her that when that popcorn starts popping, then the turkey's done. What area would that be of the turkey, Kim? I, the, I would say it would be like the butt end. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I would think so, too. I just, I just wanted to hear you, your well, answer on that. I, but I, I yes. would say I was trying to be nice. <laughs> so how did that resolve itself after putting popcorn in there? It, it blew up the turkey and really messed up the lady's oven. Yeah, I've heard all kinds of different people talk about that. And I always wondered if that was just a radio prank, as in it didn't really happen. But nope, it really no, happened. It, it, it happened, and, and this lady was really gullible. I mean, she she took his word, and I would, well, let's just put it this way. I would have hated to have to clean out my oven after that. You know, I heard at one point the door fell off or the door blew off of this thing. It sounds like a movie prank or whatever. And I heard from Bob Hamilton, God rest his soul. Um, he said that he could attest that the late Robert Highland forced Jim White to go in 
<laughs> buy oh this buy this poor woman a new stove after that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, she thought he was really serious, and you know, he. She took his word as gospel, and like I said, I would. I, I would have hated to be in that poor lady's shoes. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't know either. If if someone told me that's just what you do, I would have done it. I I wouldn't know any different. You know what? I that that's me too. I mean, um, oh, and he had a a favorite phrase too, and his phrase was, "You can't fix stupid." That's right. Well, thank you very much, Kim. I appreciate it. I think that phrase was brought up as part of the last show. I think Charlie Brennan asked him about where he got that phrase which is good. It was he the first one to have it. There was some discrepancy on that. It's just, you're going to have to listen the next two hours to the Jim White special. It's his very last broadcast that aired on April 8th, 1999. If you haven't heard that since he went off the air, you're not alone. I don't think anyone's heard this since it's been off the air. We'll uh, take a break. We'll be right back. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. All right, only one more segment here tonight for Overnight America. It's actually our last segment of the week. Because starting right after the news at 10 o'clock, we're going to be airing the Jim White special. It's his uh, radio broadcast, his last one for KMOX which was celebrated on April 8th, 1999. I saw the Post-Dispatch. They repost the same article every year at this time out of the archives. They just remind people this was the day the big bumper signed off because they know people love the KMOX nostalgia. But if you actually want to hear what it sounded like for the big bumper to sign off on April 8th, 1999, it's a broadcast from the summit. And you can enjoy it starting in about 15 minutes from now. Super excited for you to take a listen. All right, let's go to Terry, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey. Um, there are many subjects that I want to talk about, but um, what is your favorite favorite subject? Because I have a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you pick one, and you can give your comments on well, it. Just, so just no, give me your favorite one, and I'll tell you. I, you know, I feel like I should do a big bumper thing right here. He'd say, good night. <laughs> That's what the big bumper would do. Okay, no, Terry, you, this is how it works. You call in if there was something you want to say. You'd, I don't have to probe you to figure something out. I mean, it's you're welcome to call in. But no, you got to uh, have the topic. Well, I did, but it took so long. So I forgot. I mean. No, you forgot. Well, that's okay. How about this? Listen, uh, how about this? Listen next hour. I think you'll be inspired by the programming of Jim White, and I think that'll help move you along, which I think will be just all right. Good old Jim White. He's got so many great memories here. And if you missed that Jim White radio documentary, you can find it at KMOX.com. I've reposted it on my social media, too, if you want to go back and get a link to it. This might be a good spot to play Kevin Clean's whole other story. I heard some of the reporting at the top of the hour. Kevin Clean talking to people outside of the Cardinals game. I love when there are people excited about the Cardinals. And for the first couple of years I moved here to St. Louis, I didn't get to see playoff baseball. And then I finally got to experience what it's like in St. Louis. And luckily, there were some pretty good runs. I mean, there was that one run going through Atlanta. How exciting was that? Just a couple of uh, seasons back. But to see the team that they put out here today and Arnado and all the excitement that comes with it, to see Yachty and Wayno back together, 
to hear Mike Shannon in his last season, all of these things coming together, this could be a very, very special year for Cardinals baseball. So Kevin Clean, if you missed that, I'm sure you'll hear it later in reportings, but he had another whole nother story to report on. It happened around one o'clock in the morning after election night. I was finally finished and happy to be heading home when I hit a pothole for thump. It was a big one. Westbound 44 near the 7th Street entrance, and right away the front passenger side of the car started to make that footaba 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 sound. This was not good. So I got off slowly at the Gravoy exit and looped north to Lafayette to the parking lot of the Walgreens across from City Hospital. What a lonely spot. Walgreens was closed, and I was the only car there. I'll change it myself, I said. I opened the trunk, and there was fishing tackle and an old pair of plaid Little League chairs from eight years ago, but I, I couldn't even get the jack loose from the trunk mount. I thought somebody was going to come by and, like, wait till I, f you know, finish the job and then steal the car. I broke down and called motorist assist, and a man arrived like a savior in a shiny silver Malibu with flashing blue and red lights under the, under the bottom of the car, and he opened the trunk, and a just all these shiny chrome tools in there. His name is Jimmy Essick. He roves the streets of St. Louis at night. He's a contractor who works for the insurance companies. They send him to help the stranded. <laughs> so what's what's it like, though? I mean, you work nights. You've got a wife and three kids, and this is you've been doing this for 20 years? Yes, I've been doing it for 20, and, you know, hopefully God can continue this in my life, and I can continue helping people. Yeah. Do you like it? Oh, I love it. You know, if you can be there for someone, you never know within that minute of being there what that could have been if you wasn't on. Something can happen to them. You're you like know. the Good Samaritan. Well, I love just being there for people and, you know, on time, you know, because like I say, you never five minutes count. I mean, you never know what can happen the next five minutes. What do people say when they're glad to see you? I thank God you showed up, Jim. You know, it's just good to be good to others, you know. That's Jimmy Essick, husband and father of three, roving the streets of St. Louis at night to help people with flats. With a whole nother story on Kevin Colleen. The people that you meet on the streets of St. Louis. What a perfect sound uh, song to use for that special occasion. Good old Kevin Colleen. I'm always a fan of his work. Still one of my favorite broadcasters in all of the city. Well, that'll do it for me tonight. Right after the news, we're going to air the Jim White special. And I see Doug giving us a text message. So good to see Doug. So um, how about this? Listen to the news. We'll be right back. Jim White's very last show from April 8th, 1999 is coming up in just a couple of minutes on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.